This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello, gentle listeners, and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team, your favorite source of sports news on the internet today. I am Mark Blyer, joined by the illustrious, the beautiful, the handsome, the chiseled jaw that is Tyler the Muscle Shied. Did you know my dad gave me a nickname as a kid, Muscles? Was it really? Yeah, that's actually a thing. So when you said that, I was so startled. Tyler Muscles Shied. No, he just he just say here, come here, muscles. I need you for helping me with this. I'll call you muscles if you want me to call no, you muscles. No, no, no. I'll get thrown through a loop because there's only <laughs> like so many people that call me that. So it's like if I hear that from you, I get I'll be like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> just complete dissociation. I go, I go back in time. I'm a child again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So long ago. All right, but we have another healthy dose of sports information for you today. I don't. I've got no information for you today, but no, Tyler does. You definitely know some stuff about this topic. Okay. Because you yourself do a lot of stuff for social good, uh-huh. for helping charities or helping people in need in the various ways you can. You don't know that. What if I do more harm in the private eye of my own eye? I'm around you and have known you long <laughs> enough. I highly doubt that. Oh, what if I'm horrendously evil? It's all a front. You can't trust anybody is the moral of the story here, and especially not me. Or can you? You're playing with my emotions! (laughs) Anyway, Uh, how was your day today? You know, you've been busy. You've been doing a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, busy. I did a podcast with uh, Sonia. Oh, yeah? I did a podcast with, it was like uh, uh, Conan O'Brien has this, well, it's like Team Coco branded. I mean, was it about, were they asking you about space? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It cool. was not my podcast. No, I, I know. I know it's not your podcast. You've, <laughs> you've distracted on this one. You're far too busy to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that's really cool. So Sonia's a friend of mine, and I haven't talked to her in a bit, so I should probably catch up. Mm. But um, yeah. Cool. Good Neat. game. Nice try. Ah, uh, I remember seeing her tweets about that. Mm-hmm. Neat. Neat. Not going to ask what I did today? No. (laughs) What did you do today? What did you do? Well, I woke up and was on the phone with Will, our wonderful editor, getting Uh, the uh, next episode fine-tuned. All right, good. um, Which is really cool because that is uh, my reaction to seeing the uh, In Space Part 2 trailer. Cool, good. Which um, at this point, when this one comes out, is Part 2 will have been out for probably a bit, but it was really awesome to be able to see that and the the stand-in. That was there instead of all the diverse bodies. I know, right? It was so great. Yeah, no, that was good. But um, today I woke up, did that, and then had a contractor come over who's fixing some stuff. And uh, I was not told about this. So it made for some weird scheduling shifts. But yeah, nothing like uh, waking up in the morning to somebody banging a hammer outside. Mm-hmm. And then being like, hey, we're supposed to come here and here and fix stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was my day. Good. <laughs> then I came here and uh, was uh, very prepared for all of the sports talk. Yeah. 
Are you stalling for time or something? What is going on? No, I don't know. We've never done small talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I brought it up, yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right. Normally, you complain about it. So I was like, uh, I'm going to think ahead of time. Oh, right. I do. Cool. Cool. So uh, This is the most awkward intro we've ever done. <laughs> an episode ever. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know why. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team hear that it's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake specifically they're beating around the bush which we've done enough of in this ad too so let's get right to it the new money maker scratch off from the ohio lottery doesn't beat around the bush money maker play the game and you could win money up to two million dollars with more than 88 million in prizes ranging from 50 to 500 dollars money maker cuts right to the cash Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today we're going to talk about the social good relation between athletes or sports in general when it comes to society. And it uh, goes back to like whether it's even protests or just them, you know, helping a charity. Because a lot of stuff has happened throughout sports history where people have stood up for their beliefs uh, and and actually impacted a grand change. Uh-huh throughout history like it's remarkable because we so many people in society pay attention to sports Mm -hmm. people look up to athletes look up to them and idolize them and at the same time there are people that don't do the right things and do bad things Uh like cases of domestic violence or cases of you know drinking and driving Mm -hmm. or other incidents that have occurred in recent times and past murder True. There's horrendous crimes that have been committed by uh, like famous sports people. The most famous of which probably is O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Acquitted. Acquitted. But, Who knows? I but mean, then he went back to jail. What did he go back to jail for? I don't remember. Like tax fraud? Probably. Something like that? But like even Ray Lewis, who was a linebacker for the Ravens, there was yeah. an incident with murder. Uh-huh. And the most recent one that we can talk about, who was convicted, uh-huh. Aaron Hernandez, who was a football player for the New England Patriots when yeah. Tom Brady was there. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's just humans, so you sometimes forget that humans can also do horrendous things at any moment, even right now. Yeah. The person sitting across from you could be plotting your own demise, and you'd never know. You'd never even suspect it. I would never. No, not you. There's nobody behind me. <laughs> me! I'm gonna kill you! Oh! oh! I thought you were accusing me. No, no. But it really, it, re- it goes through, uh, like, the entire spectrum. is like, people can be evil or good. You know, there really is no evil and good or nebulous definitions, right? Right. In, in a lot of ways, I don't necessarily see things in black and white as good or evil. Mm-hmm. I see things as a vast preference of whether they're focused on self in a negative way yeah um, self-absorbed and only care about themselves to the Mm -hmm. point where they will do anything to protect themselves or anything to up themselves Mm -hmm. 
whether yeah. it's using people, beating up people, whatever they want. It, is it's king. priorities. Yeah. And people have different priorities. But I generally think that most people go through life trying to do what they think is best. Now, whether that is best for them or for their current society or community or whatever, they have different priorities of what that best is. Or, in fact, some people probably think that the best thing for them is to help their community. So in a selfish, selfless way, they're like doing whatever they can. But most, I do not believe that there are very many people out there that are just plain old evil. Yeah. I know there are, but not as many as people might think. Well, and it's like, it's a matter of perspective, yes. right? Yes. So the moral compass is vast and diverse. The moral and... compass is like the compass from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just going... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that... Takes that... off, flies away like a helicopter. Pretty much, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean has just been in my head because of what's going on with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, my God. I, kind of like, it's hilarious, but also it's so sad. Well, at the same time, I, I saw there's a lot of discussion around it. Uh, and as a person, like, I'll, I'll be completely honest, I've suffered through a relationship that was abusive, not not physically abusive for I, me. I, but, I had a physically abusive relationship. In yeah, the past. yeah. But it's something that from the male side, we are not looked at as ones that could be in that situation because we're generally bigger, we're generally stronger and yeah. stuff like that. And the society view of like believing in like what Amber Heard said is like, mm -hmm. go, there's a audio recording of like the go tell the world, see what they, if exactly, they believe you. Yeah. And it's like, uh, but I did I, like, this is where it's kind of hilarious and sad is because the lawyer asked Johnny Depp of like, you're bigger than Amber, aren't you? Like yeah. physically. And then Johnny Depp's like, I wouldn't say that. And then it's like the, whatever TikTok I was watching showed clip like pictures of them together and they're like Amber Heard's always a little taller than Johnny yeah. Depp in them. So it's like all these all these misconstruations. Like it's just like it, it, it's it's not obvious. Anyway, I think we're probably getting off topic. Well, but the point in that moment yeah. is just anybody can be a victim. Any, of yeah. And also uh, the the spectrum of what good and evil is is not as concrete as people might think. Correct. But in terms of sports, which is what this podcast is about. Yes. There's a lot of social good that can be done. There is. Um, there's one story in particular that really stood out to me, and it comes from the recent Tokyo Olympics. Okay. The Polish javelin thrower, Maria and Drogva and Keep trying. You got this. And Drajevic. And Drajevic. <laughs> let me see. Let me try. <laughs> and D-R... Yeah. Okay. It's right there at the top. Polish javelin thrower. Oh, wow. Andre... I should have caught that. There's too many. Uh, yeah. There's too there's many a lot consonants of consonants in a row. That ain't right. Okay. Um, but she auctioned off her silver medal from the Tokyo Olympics for $125,000. Okay. With the goal of using the funds to help an infant receive a life-changing heart surgery. Oh. One person to save one infant's life. And so she discovered a fundraiser basically for this eighth-month-old boy who had a serious heart defect and was in need of surgery but the family was looking to attain financial support because they couldn't afford it themselves Ugh. so she immediately without you know really giving it a second thought um decided to auction off her silver medal from the javelin competition which those things are priceless mm -hmm. because only so many are made throughout the olympics and like you have to earn them yeah and so she had originally missed the Olympics the in Rio by two centimeters, so she didn't medal, and then suffered from a shoulder injury that year. And she herself was diagnosed with bone cancer in 2018 Oof. before making a comeback and medaling in Tokyo. So, like, she made a major comeback. But Zabaka, a Polish supermarket chain, won the auction and paid the $125,000 to the charity, to the, to the family, to be able to afford this and let her keep her medal. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such an inspiring story because it's like, we talk about people wanting to change the world, right? Yeah. And in that one instance, the perspective of what athletes are in a big way is, you know, they're looked up as like above society in some aspects. People put them on pedestals and obviously they go on podiums when they win. But the fact is the priceless medal was being sacrificed just for this infant she didn't know just saw the fundraiser and saw it as something she could do personally. Uh -huh. And then it inspired the social good of the supermarket chain to purchase it and then still allow her to keep the medal. Yeah, it is. I don't want to detract anything from it because the decisions there are really heartwarming and is really cherishing. My thought from the get-go is why the fuck do they need to pay 
yeah. so much money to save a kid's life. Yep. That's the only thing that really jumps out to me. And I get that someone has to pay for it, but it's just like the situation should never be, oh, I hope my kid survives and we are not in bankruptcy. But yes, very, it's very inspiring, Tyler. It's very, I, I, yeah. so good. And, and it's good because, like, it fixes a problem that is clearly a, a systemic problem uh, that I'm guessing this fundraiser came from America. I don't believe so. Oh. Um, I, I don't have the details of that. Mm-hmm. But if it was from America, I think the price would be a lot higher than that. Yeah, probably. That's 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 my guess. Yeah. Just because my kidney transplant costs a lot more than that. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it costs a lot more than that. But anyway, it's just like, even if it wasn't America, it's just like, man, oh, I, I'm so glad that someone did take action. That is great. And I never want to take away from that. But it's just like, to me, it's just like, oh, man, when it comes down to saving a life, like, why is there a cost well, attached and that's the, to it? That's the fundamental thing. Like, you look at this athlete, this one person doing this, and mm-hmm. we see Elon Musk spending however many billion dollars. Four billion dollars. To buy Twitter. Yeah. and, and When he you- could use that in solve so much more for society as a whole. Did you see that like Biden's proposal for fighting climate change was like half a billion dollar difference between the cost to buy the entire budget to fight climate change was just about equivalent. That's insane. It's sad. It's absolutely depressing. (laughs) So sad. Like the only reason the, the, Anyway, getting back into athletes. Yeah, but. yeah, sports, yes. But that is great. And I'm so glad that they were able to get their silver medal back. I've right. S- I've seen that before, stories of people, like this one person had, the, I think their bar foreclosed or something like that. And the community rallied and at the auction, like they all bought the bar and then immediately gave it back to this guy. It's like, those are things that are just common sense. And yes, it's good that the community can just be like, no, fuck that and fuck the rules. We're going to do something to make this right. People can see what is right and what is wrong the majority of the time. It's just about people that are willing to take action for that. Well, and on a personal story, when I went into chronic kidney failure, I was playing college football. Mm-hmm. And um, Aaron Fannin, mm-hmm. an offensive lineman on my football team, offered to get tested to give me a kidney. And like, I knew this guy for maybe a year mm-hmm. and was just like, he's a good guy. Yeah. And I like I hung out with him, talked with him, joked with him on occasion because, you know, we're in the same area. We're on the bus at the same time, all that kind of stuff. And he's just he was an underclassman. He was a freshman when I was um, going through this, which was my sophomore year. Yeah. And so it was after the sophomore season going into the junior season. And um, it, it completely took me aback. And it's it's one of those things that even like within teams, you know, people are going to be out there to pick you up. It's like when you see them help their teammate off the ground. Yeah. And plenty of players that help the opposition, too. I am one of those people. Uh-huh. I yeah. think people are jerks if they're not considerate of the other. But I also understand the mindset. But no, I can understand the mindset to a degree. Like it, there's a whole thing about they use a little bit more energy because they have to get up. Oh, my but, God. Oh, <laughs> no. Bus. But I, I always help with the other team unless they're a dick to me. Then I'm like, I don't, if you're being a dick to me, I don't I don't want to give you that. Yeah. But at course. the same time, you want to be the better person. Yeah. But like there's so many stories of athletes doing this, like LeBron James in particular, who does a bunch of stuff for charity. Like he created an entire school. Mm. paid for students to have computers and all of that out here in LA for them to be able to get a proper education. Yeah. Not have to worry about, you know, the cost of everything. Because the other thing we look at nowadays is like, you remember writing papers when we were younger? Yes, of course. How much we had to hand write them. Uh huh. And then we were computers. Mm-hmm. Not all of our classmates had computers at home. Right. And that's something that I never thought of. Oh, God, wait. No, yeah, you're right. They all had to go to the library or something like that, which then their parents had to drive them. I didn't even... Wow. Because I grew up with nonstop computers. I had computers since like the first earliest I could remember because my dad always had computers. Yeah, I had... uh, What is it? Windows 93 was the original one? Yeah, we started... uh, uh, 3.1 is what it's called. Okay. Well, well, technically, obviously, 3.1, there was other versions of Windows, but I right. remember 3.1, the earliest version of Windows that I used. Mm-hmm. Um, very different from Windows 95 or 98, but yeah, old, 
old stuff, but it still worked. It had a word processor, I think. You yeah, know, stuff like that. So I, I never, I've never thought until this moment that there were people in high school when we had to write papers that did not have a computer. And there are still to this day people that go to school that do not have a computer at home, which is crazy to think about because everything is like required nowadays. Like school, especially during the pandemic, like yeah. the computer was the key thing for them to be able to learn. Computer, internet too. That's not free. Yeah. You know, all these things, all the electricity to power it. Computers are not exactly energy efficient. Uh, they like to suck power out of the walls. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. So like just that in and of itself, just being able to give people that education. He's also done the same thing for Akron uh, um, and done some tremendous things on that front. But like Ronda Rousey, who's a famous UFC fighter. She was uh, mm. undefeated until the time she got defeated. <laughs> she was undefeated until she was defeated. <laughs> that was a great way to put it. That was thank a good you, way. Very you, polite you. to run. Thank you. <laughs> but she created her own um, foundation mm-hmm. that donates money to D.D. Hirsch, a 501c3, that helps work in mental health services. That's cool. Um, and she's also worked in the Free Rice campaign and started like Gromper's judo program. Because Grom- the uh, Grompers, Gompers. Grom- I had an R. G O M P E R S. I still have as many questions about Gompers as I did Grompers. That's fair. But on that front too is the recognition of giving sports to these lesser societies gives mm-hmm. people a way for them to exercise. Yeah, gives them something to get them away from otherwise nefarious acts uh-huh. or gang violence. In particular, is a big reason why sports are huge in making them have something else to do so that they're not pulled into a gang where they are forced to do initiations and other stuff, mm-hmm. um, committing violence, theft, all of that. Yeah. The more people you get into sports and the more hope you give them that there is a future in sports, the obviously the better it will be for the community as a whole on top of educational things. It can't just be all sports and no education because Correct. Then, then you just get dummies. Correct. I mean, school... This is why I like to say school and sports have a very parallel interest, which is why I like having sports in school. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you learn stuff from sports. We talked about this, about the social dynamic of, mm-hmm. you know, you can go to school and not talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. But when you play sports, there's a level of communication that has to happen, especially in team sports, for you to be able to work together. And even if it's not verbal communication, there's body language. You have to understand the plays and be on the same page to where mm-hmm. there's there's a level of kinship that accrues yeah and i think that's a big reason why athletes actually go out of their way to support society is they understand and have seen the diverse population Mm -hmm. and a lot of them especially nfl players and nba players sometimes come from really bad neighborhoods Mm -hmm. uh michael orr the blind side okay he grew up with a mother who, in the movie, I don't, I think this is accurate because they based on true events. Yeah, who was who was a drug addict, mm-hmm. and there was violence and all kinds of other stuff that happened in that home to where uh, another family took him in and basically adopted him and helped him to be able to get the education and to be able to then go on to college and then make it in the NFL. And there's so many of these rag-to-riches stories in sports that makes me think that that's a lot of the reason why athletes themselves, whether they come from rags-to-riches or Mm -hmm. are just a teammate of those that have, understand the need for giving people opportunities. Yeah. I love that movie. It's a really good movie. I I don't remember a lot of it. The only one scene that really stands out for me is the scene where uh, he's just moving in. Yeah. And he's standing outside the room and he's like, I've never had one of these before. And Sandra Bullock goes, what, uh, your own room? And he goes, a bed. And I was just like, oh, it's just a go fuck. Yeah. Yeah, just like the idea, but that that is absolutely true. That like obviously it's a movie, so some things are a little exaggerated here and there. But I would be willing to believe it's mostly based on true events, and I would be totally willing to believe that there are kids out there with so much potential to be an athlete, to be like a scholar, to be a scientist, engineer, whatever, successful in their life that don't have a bed. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts. It hurts my heart. And that's one story. There's so many others like yeah. that. Um, uh, I don't, when you were at UC, mm-hmm. there was a player on the football team who was homeless. Really? Lived in his car, went to school, and went to football practices, slept in his car and everything. I don't remember th- the athlete's name off the top of my head, uh-huh. but he was like the star receiver. 
give him a bag. Yeah. God. Yeah. How did his team not know about that? How did they not pitch in to help? They they eventually found out because there's a level of pride too that exists. True, true. Yeah. You don't I mean, we've had a conversation about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you don't want to feel like a burden. You make do with what you can because that's how you were raised. That's how you grew up. Yeah. And you also don't want to, you know, be a detriment to something or you don't want to feel like you're indebted to or somebody. you're embarrassed that too yeah you're just embarrassed like uh i i totally get that too man but i'm glad they did find out and they did eventually help yeah but it's another perspective thing i look at my college experience as like a very baseline college experience i lived in a dorm and then i lived in a house off campus whatever there would be some people that would never have any opportunity to do either of those yep. the only reason i was able to live in that house is because thaxton's parents helped him buy that house i'm not saying he's like too privileged because like he's not rich or anything but his parents helped buy that house we all fixed it up together the rent was cheap because the mortgage was cheap mm -hmm. and we all split it evenly and so rent was 250 a month can you imagine living in a place for 250 that's insanely low for cincinnati i know and i moved out of that thing because I was too lazy to go get a goddamn job. Oh, I, I know. Look, I was a shithead for a long time. Real dumbass up here. Still am a little bit. But, you know, when it comes down to like, I was fortunate to be in a situation where I could even have that opportunity. And like to be living in a dorm and like accrue debt, I was getting myself into incredible debt, but some people never even had any of that in the first place. They don't even have an opportunity to get into debt because no one will give them credit. Yeah. It's just like the opportunities. And, and I can totally see how sport is like a path. It's a path. The American dream has been kind of withering for a while, mm -hmm. but there are still some examples where the American dream of hard work equals a good life shine through. And one of those is sports. Yeah. If only for a very small percentage, but still it's there. Well, I also want to talk about a, a, a thing with me, like you going through hardships, you talk about embarrassed. Yeah. But it also has to do with changing how people view you mm. or if they give you excuses for stuff and allow you to slack off. Yeah. So I knew about my kidney disease since I was like two years old. Yeah. I got diagnosed, knew that was eventually going to happen. As long as I can remember, I knew about it because my parents didn't hide it from me. Yeah. But I didn't tell anybody. Mm. Literally my family knew and then my physicians knew, but like I've known you since fourth grade. And I didn't tell you about it until I was in chronic kidney failure. Mm -hmm. Wade didn't know about it until I was in chronic kidney failure. My friend Jared didn't know about it until I was in chronic kidney failure. Like only my family knew and only my doctors knew. And the reason for that is because even in high school, like I was affected by it. I had to take a drug called enalapril uh -huh. and it helps to elongate for the kidney to last longer. But it also had a side effect of cramps. When I talked about the time that I had cramps in both my calves and my hamstrings during regionals oh. for water polo, ah. very likely due to that drug. Huh. But nobody knew I was going through that behind the scenes. Uh. I refused to tell anybody because I didn't want anybody giving an excuse for me. Right. I didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me because when people feel sorry for you, they look at you different. They lower their expectations for you. Yeah, and... I mean, everybody wants to be seen as an equal, right? Mm -hmm. And so anytime you're put in a place where people will be like, oh, you've had a harder life. Everybody has a hard life. Mm -hmm. Everybody only knows the life that they're given and the hardships that they're taking from them. And I don't want to be viewed in one way or another to do that. And it was a conversation I had with my mom about numerous times mm -hmm. because she was the same way with her lupus. Mm -hmm. Like so much so that when she met my dad, yeah. she upfrontedly said, hey, I want to let you know because this is a thing and it could affect us if we continue dating and stuff like that. I have lupus. And my dad's like, I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. But it was something she felt she needed to disclose because the thought of making a family together and passing on genes and the impact that's going to have on their life. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those things that there's a certain point where you have to tell, but there's also a point to where you don't want to tell because you don't want people to see you differently. Yeah, I totally get that. And so like that, that was a big thing for me so that I was so embarrassed going around telling people that I had, I was dying essentially that I was yeah. going through kidney failure because I didn't want people to feel obligated yeah. to get tested hey, to give me a kidney. Sorry about this, real sorry. No. I'm dying, but uh <laughs> no, I get that. I understand that. Because I never wanted to guilt trip anybody into wanting to get tested. I yeah, yeah. I I'm being straight up. I never asked anybody to get tested to give me a kidney. Mm -hmm. 
did not ask one person. I did not feel it was my place because out of guilt or whatever else that could be attached to that, that they'd be, feel obligated to do it. I accepted people that offered. I argued with my brother when he offered to give me a kidney because I knew what it went through because after seeing my aunt do it for my mom. Yeah. But like, you know, it's just one of those things you don't want people to see you differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a level of that that I think exists on that front too. Is like, it's just, it's a whole thing. Yeah. But hopefully there's more people out there in the sports world that will be willing to do social good yeah. for their communities and maybe help out their fellow teammate that is living out of their car. Yes. Yes. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't think less of that person. I would not. I would I would be so impressed that someone who is the star receiver was able to do all that and still live out of their car. There's certain things like that. And then what similar to the story with you, I am impressed that you went through all that. Like it's, it, I get the fear and I understand, but it's also kind of like the opposite. Like, Holy shit, you did that. That's fucking crazy. You know, you lived with that your whole life. That I kind of news to me. Like you, you knew since you were two, uh, like that's impressive. And I think that there's a certain level where the fear of like people lowering their expectations sometimes actually means like people actually kind of raise their, their thought of you in their mind to a degree. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, that's amazing that you were able to do that. And in spite of this kind of feels somewhat like a dig to a point because it's, I don't know. I don't in know how to, world. I don't know how to describe it because I had this, I had this talk with Steven Spawn about yeah. it because like he gets that stuff all the time because uh -huh. of, I mean, his disability is very obvious. Uh -huh. And so it's one of those things. Oh, it's so amazing that you've done that despite being disabled. And it's kind of feels disingenuine. It's almost like, honestly, it's just impressive that anybody does this, let alone whether they have a disability or an illness or something along those lines. Like you still want to be seen as that same level. Uh-huh. I understand because it's also like, like the alternative is just like that we're ignoring what's happening, which in certain cases I totally get. But when you're dying of kidney failure and the truth comes out, there's two ways to be uh, like response to that. He's like, ah, cool. All right. See ya. Or holy shit, man. Uh, you okay? Oh, uh, you need a kidney? Like that, the, that's the two responses. And which one would you prefer? Right. Like you can't control people's responses to anything you give them in life. So you might as well take the best one that could possibly get there. Uh, but I do get like, it could seem like, it, oh, if, uh, but it's kind of like an inward thing. Like if only I actually had no of these circumstances, I still would have done it. Like I didn't do it because of my illness. And I understand that. Still impressive. Thanks. But I can't control how you feel from me saying right. that either. Right, yeah. right, right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, spore, spore, <laughs> sorry. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non-greasy, fragrance-free, and won't clog pores? With CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF. From the number one dermatologist recommended facial moisturizer brand. So obviously there's tons of athletes that do social good. Uh -huh. Russell Wilson has a um, Russell Wilson hospital. He spends tons of his free time going and visiting kids in the hospital. Mm. Uh, and actually has a Why Not You Foundation that supports various children's causes. And he's a national uh, ambassador for the Charles Ray III Diabetes Association. And so he's just done a ton for like various organizations that are just helping people. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of times athletes get a lot of money. So it's really easy to just throw money at charities for this and that. But there's a level of like spending your time. Mm -hmm. because you're talking about stuff you got to be training you got to be eating right you got to do so many of these other things mm -hmm. that just is something else and then you're also idolized mm -hmm. and so when that kid sees you i mean the make-a-wish kids you, you know that experience yeah and absolutely. being able to just spend that time with them is so meaningful to yeah because you can't buy inspiration i've said this before i think even on this podcast like inspiration is so valuable more valuable than people ever know and you can donate a million dollars to a charity the difference that it would mean if you actually went and changed someone's life in person and everyone saw that and either the kid or person that you saved was inspired by it or all the people saw your example it's like leading from the front like the difference between a leader and a boss is like a leader pulls people up they elevate the people that they're working with or the people that look towards them they set a new standard and i think that kind of like goes hand in hand with athletes they set a standard for what performance is in terms of human performance and they raise the bar with 
each generation of athletes coming by. And so when you're in the public eye already, you have this moment, this rare moment, because a lot of athletes, they don't last a long time in the public eye, but you have this rare moment where you are. And it's like, what will you do with your time in the public eye? Will you use it for selfish means or will you use it for selfless means and help the community around you and people that do look up to you? Do you view it in the same way that I do that it's like you get to that point and it's almost like your responsibility absolutely to do good with it a hundred percent i believe that and i'm sure you believe that not everyone has to believe that we're not right for saying that i believe i'm right for saying that (laughs) but objectively from a human experience like right and wrong morality is is to the individual but i firmly believe that if you are in the public eye you are only there because of a social contract where you took time from people to get you elevated to a position. In in videos, it's very literal. Uh, them to watch a video of mine takes their time yeah. to do. Millions of people, their time is donated to me. I owe that social value of, I provide entertainment to them and I have that contract, but then I am in a position where I must set an example as who I am because it's not even that I want to do good or bad. No matter what being in the public eye, you are looked to and you are emulated, and you are observed. Everything you do is watched, so you might as well try to set a good example because people are looking at you anyway, and it will have an impact whether you like it or not. Yeah. So what do you view as the standpoint of, and this is not a standpoint I believe in, and I don't think it holds any weight in my opinion, but there are people out there that view like athletes don't owe the public anything Mm -hmm. because they have just worked their butt off, Uh strived. They didn't ask for the public eye. They didn't go out and search for it, Uh but they worked their butt off to be the best at their field and then got made it to the NFL or to the NBA or WNBA or tennis or soccer or any of the sports, women's volleyball, whatever it is, that they don't owe anybody anything in the sense that all of a sudden they're thrust in the public eye because the requirements of media and that. I would say, number one, they probably knew what they were getting into with their goal of, let's say, NFL. There is no NFL game that is not televised. Mm -hmm. There is no NFL game that is not played in a stadium with thousands of people. They probably knew what they were getting into. And number two is like whether or not they feel like they don't owe anyone anything or at least the public anything, anything. They have no idea how many people had to touch their lives for them to get where they were. No one works in a vacuum. Yes, you may be in the gym alone, even listening to this podcast with not a human around, but there had to be someone that was a part of your life to get you to that point. And whether or not you know it or don't know it, we are not alone in our society. We are in a community whether we like it or not. And our actions always impact those around us. And especially when you know what you're getting into in the NFL, you know you're going to be in the public eye. To be ignorant of that idea that you are looked upon and therefore just snub, raise your nose at everyone who's looking at you and be like, fuck you, I did this all by myself for me is ignorant of the situation that you are in and it's willfully ignorant well i've never heard it from an athlete itself i've seen people that watch the nfl and stuff like that that it's just like oh i don't care what they do off the field if they perform for my team and i'm like i care what they do off the field because i understand i want my team to win Mm -hmm. but winning isn't everything Mm -hmm. because in the semblance of winning a game yeah the impact that that has. I mean, if you ask me, and I'm I pay attention to sports. Yeah. Who won the Super Bowl five years ago, four years ago, three years ago? Uh, I don't remember. You I don't, don't remember. I don't remember you the, with your master's degree. No, you not because, remember because we focus immediately after it's over. We're like, yeah, they won. It's and that's it. I can tell you the last time because the Bengals were in it versus the Rams. Uh-huh. But the year before that, Philadelphia and no Tampa Bay beat the Chiefs. But like, I have to try. Uh huh. It's like it's short term. It's not super long term, Mm -hmm. even from athletes in that perspective. So to me, the impact of a win or winning a championship is tremendous for the people that are part of those teams and part of that organization and that community. Sure. But people that aren't a part of that is so different. But what is impactful is what those players are doing off the field because it doesn't just impact their local community. It impacts people that watch them. Yes. The inspiration. There's a reason why I have great respect for Russell Wilson. There's great respect that I have for LeBron James and what he does social good. There's great respect that I have for Serena Williams, not only being probably the greatest athlete of our lifetime, in my opinion, is Serena Williams, Mm -hmm. but 
I would love to break down that opinion later in another episode. We but can. the amount of good that she does. Did you watch King Richard? No, I didn't. You should watch it. It's I a great watch. movie. Okay. But in that of itself, like they came up dealing with, you know, tennis being a predominantly white sport, mm-hmm. Caucasian, dealing with all kinds of remarks, all kinds of detriments of financials because tennis is not a cheap sport Mm -hmm. because tennis is like tennis clubs. Those are expensive. You got to be a member there. Rackets are not cheap and they break. Tennis balls, you usually need a lot of them and they eventually wear down. And clothing and everything around tennis is generally pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Same with like hockey. Hockey is an extremely expensive sport. Um, Lacrosse, all of those sports to the point to where like their rise into stardom and to make it was filled with obstacles. Mm -hmm. Filled with resistance. Mm -hmm. And once they made it, like both Venus and Serena, then Venus got ill Mm -hmm. and could not perform as well. And that's her sister. But Serena has given so much to promote education, giving people the opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have that much like she didn't have growing up because of what she went through in life and how much her father pushed her towards education. You need to do good in school and you need to do good in that. And she's like, I don't care what the other people are doing. This is what you need to do because I don't want you to live the life that I had. Yeah. Their parents saw them achieving a better life. Mm -hmm. And so that in and of itself and the fact that she gives back in a tremendous way is huge and like well-spoken about different stuff, has always stood up for injustices towards her, Mm -hmm. whether it was on the court, off the court, everything along those lines. Yeah. So much to the point to where it's like it impacts beyond the realm of sport, beyond just the fans. It does. And that I kind of want to reiterate a point that I was making about how it's willfully ignorant to say that you don't know anyone or anything. Because I just thought about like that athlete that says that was a kid once who got a dream, was inspired by someone to be in the NFL. The drive to be an NFL player starts way early, super early. What if he's playing in the NFL and he says, anyone that is looking up to me, fuck you, I don't owe you anything. And at home, there's a child who is in a situation where he would have been great. And he looks at that guy saying that shit, the dream dies. Or not even the dream. They pursue that and then basically emulate him thinking that's how they can do it. And it ends up killing their career because their mm-hmm. attitude in the locker room is bad. Yeah. They just like don't owe anyone anything. They don't be a team player. It gives them the wrong idea. Like the seeds of idea that we plant in like the future generations are being planted with every action we have in every day. Yeah. This is what I mean when I say we are not in a vacuum. We influence things. The videos I put out online, the videos you put on, the streams you do, the podcast we're doing right now is rippling into the future in ways that we don't understand. Everything we do is connected. Everything. And so for people who are in the public eye, there is a sense of responsibility. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be a hero. Just don't be an asshole. Don't be bad. That should be the minimum expectation. It's just don't be a burden. Yeah, it's as simple as just looking at somebody and making every effort possible, whether you're having a good day or a bad day, to treat them with respect and kindness. Mm-hmm. Or hookers and blow in Vegas. Let's punch an old man in the face. Let's throw a chair at a bus. Isn't that what Conor McGregor did? <laughs> Didn't he yeah, throw a yeah. chair at a bus? Yeah, yeah. Like tried to throw. It was an old man, wasn't he? He was trying to hit an old man I, or something. I think that's like, the story. Why I don't remember. Are you so angry all the time? Yeah. Like, why? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But on top of that, sports offers a unique opportunity mm-hmm. to speak out for major public injustices, yes. major public issues. Are you, are you talking leading up to where I think you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so we go into the history of sport uh-huh. and protest has existed. Mm-hmm. For years and years beyond, since like sports foundation as entertainment and people watching it have been invested, is an opportunity for somebody to showcase and stand up for what they believe is right and what they believe in. Mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick is a recent example of that with kneeling with the probably the most famous i'd say because even i know i don't watch sports i know all about it in today's day and age a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent and i fully believe i mean the dude took his team to a super bowl one year Uh that he deserves to still be in the nfl yeah no he apparently i don't know his stats but apparently he was good his last like couple years he was not Mm -hmm. but 
the fact is we look at some of the quarterbacks that are still in the league. Yeah, let's be frank. He was not kicked out because he was no. not good. Correct. Yeah. There's debate there that the NFL will say one thing or another. I think ultimately had to do with people saw him as bringing attention to himself over his team, the public eye, and the outcry of the fans in the NFL because the fans of the NFL are diverse in their ways, but some of them still believe in some negative things, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and I don't support that. But it's the whole thing that's been going on with police brutality and the injustices that are facing the black population, like the injustices that are happening based on how somebody looks or where they're originally from, because the indigenous, the Native Americans are hitting the same thing. We saw it with COVID, with Asian Americans, is ridiculous from police, from society in general. Mm -hmm. And he took an opportunity to take a stand and by that was taking a knee during the national anthem, mm -hmm. which if you understand is not disrespectful to the flag mm -hmm. Yeah, um, because that is literally what is done in the military when they hand like the flag over to what he actually talked to somebody of the military. I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah. I remember that story who, who originally what he was going to do is was us. Sit. he was going to sit and it was like, that's disrespectful a knee. And to me like, yeah, taking a knee is not a disrespectful thing. All it does is like, it's a, a symbol. Well, even on top of that, just, if you are forcing people to have to stand for a flag mm -hmm. or a song based around the nation, mm -hmm. isn't that just toxic nationalism? Pretty much. There's a fine line between national pride and nationalism. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's literally in other countries that have dealt with dictatorships and stuff like that, mm. that is a huge thing that they do. It's like, you have to do this. You have to respect this. The whole point of the United States is, and the foundational principle is freedom, mm. right? And so in that sense, we have the right to assembly. We have the right to speak out against injustices and protest. Mm -hmm. You're a hundred percent right. And, and it's crazy to think that how, powerful a symbol must be like taking a knee can be if it caused so many people to become so angry well the problem i have with it is they forget the history of sport when they tell people to shut up and just play your sport or shut up and just do your job or whatever yeah that's ridiculous because they're a member of society they're a person just like you you can speak about it they can speak about it yeah. it's just you're just upset they have a greater platform uh-huh but it goes back 1961. Bill Russell and the Celtics boycott the game in Kentucky because of racial problems and mm -hmm. racial issues. Yeah. You go back and even further, the AFL moves all-star games after players protest because of issues with regards to civil rights. You go into Muhammad Ali refusing the draft because he doesn't believe in the war and believes in his religion, which is a pacifist religion at the time, mm -hmm. and it still exists, but in pacifism, so he didn't feel it was right for him to join the draft. But Tommy Smith and John Carlos uh, in Mexico City, when they took the podium, they did the Black Power salute. They put their fists in the air mm -hmm. for civil rights, speaking out for human rights. And all three athletes were also wearing uh, human rights badges. Mm -hmm. But even the Australian silver medalist Peter Norman was there and inside information, they had a conversation with him. And it was one of those things that they, they wanted to make sure it was okay with him. And he's like, absolutely. And, and that's a big part. You go back to the Olympics when it was in Germany. Yeah. The different protests that occurred during that to the point to where like the United States, um, why can't I think of his name? You've done great so far. A whole bunch of names just came spilling out of your mouth. I know. I don't think this, uh, we can forgive this one. Oh, he's a famous sprinter. He went to Ohio State. Owens? Owens something? Yeah, Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens. Oh, yeah. I, why did I even know that? Because there's a movie about him uh, okay, uh, with gotcha. that. And at the same time, it's a very popular name to talk about. But Jesse Owens winning that. But there are also two Jewish athletes that were competing in the Olympics mm -hmm. that also stood up. And basically, those were huge impacts. Because if you think about what was going on in Germany at that time, yeah, for the Jewish people to be able to see those athletes participating in those games in their home country... Mm -hmm just it gave strength yeah and that's the biggest thing is like without those things happening how much do people not necessarily see this and not necessarily rethink how they see the world and how they see people mm -hmm. and the problems that are there when you have a platform like we talked about it's almost your responsibility mm -hmm. to showcase the problems that are there and to speak out about working towards fixing them. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I'm starting to learn about sports is like the idea that you have a responsibility to those around you, especially team sports, right? You are there for your team. 
The team is relying on you just as much as you are relying on them. That extends farther beyond to your community. A lot of people like have forgotten this kind of community-based responsibility. You are responsible for your neighbor, for your neighbor's well-being, to take care of each other, to uplift the entire community as a whole. And, and it's easy to do this in this day and age where we're so self-sufficient. You know, we, we, we get all our food can be delivered right to our door as long as we can pay for it. You know, so long as you can pay for it, uh, you can get it. But when it comes down to like being in the public eye with sports is like you you have this opportunity to uplift a certain group of people that is looking to you with wonder in their eyes like you may not feel like you owe them anything but it's less about owing them it is true responsibility is kind of the word for it as a human who exists in this world and breathes the earth's air it's kind of uh there and it's easy to forget it really is. But when it's done right, people remember it and, forever. And like you always say, inspiration is the most valuable thing you can give to other people. Yes. And so... Because you can't give them time. <laughs> that would be the most valuable thing. Right. But yeah. But I mean, you can give them your time. Oh, which is sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Like sure. what Russell Wilson does with the kids in the hospital. Yeah, or you can suck time out of people. <laughs> like you can grow younger. Justin Timberlake Yeah, grab <laughs> Do a nice handshake. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's just like, I kind of lost the plot when it, you know, Justin Timberlake <laughs> and uh, Olivia Wilde was his mom. And oh, like, yeah. I was like, man, well, you're... Mom's hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be weird. <laughs> what? There's something wrong with it if somebody has a hot mom? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Sorry, getting a little too Freudian. <laughs> anyway, pretty soon we're gonna be talking about penis envy and all of that stuff. Why? Do you think you can do a handshake? You can trade penis no. size? And be like, Turn it <laughs> I got a hot date tonight. Can I borrow a few inches? <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Porn stars would be rich. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to borrow a little That's a measure of wealth. It's just how much you got wrapped around your leg. Man, Elon Musk's would be Oh, huge. my. <laughs> He's got vaults and vaults. He has to chop it off every once in a while. It just keeps growing. Keeping it a bank. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've officially uh, derailed, which I think means that we're pretty close to the end of this episode. <laughs> So, uh, but I just want to say thank you, Tyler. This has been an incredibly insightful episode. It's really cool to see how sports, it's not just sports. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. It integrates into society. Humans want sports, yes. But in turn, you have to remember the people playing it are human. They are affecting their communities. And some do incredible good for their communities. Some take incredible risks trying to do good. Even just trying to do good can destroy your career. But Sometimes that's the choice that people have to make for doing the right thing. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been incredibly insightful. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, probably my favorite thing about sports mm -hmm. just because it's it's inspirational beyond just the human performance aspect. Mm -hmm. It's inspirational about just Being community. Human. Yeah, just human in general. Well, and the fact that it's like caring about each other. Yeah, which Period. people don't do as much as they should. I know it's hard, like, because we got a lot of problems to worry about, but especially when you're in a position like, like me, I'm doing very well for myself. I have to spill that over. <laughs> Trickle down. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Ah! Anyway. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go check that out. And subscribe wherever you're listening to this to get new episodes whenever they come out. We've got a lot of cool surprises coming for you in the very near future. Absolutely. And um, make sure and check out all the stuff Mark is doing. And uh, if you want to find me, I'm Apocalypto underscore 12 everywhere. Mm -hmm. Or you can just search Tyler Scheid, except for on Twitch, because Twitch is dumb and won't let me put my name and my username. So dumb, so dumb. Hopefully in the future, these problems get solved. Yeah. But for now, we live in the year 2022. Indeed. Okay, bye.